And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Game Notes. See, Tony, that's I remember the show's name. I'm Dave DeFore. That's Tony Jones. Game Notes for the week of uh, January 28th. We're recording this on Thursday, January 28th. Uh, Tony, we look kind of dumb right now, or I look dumb. I picked them going two and two last week. Listen, I'm definitely predicting a loss for them this week. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> they're t- look ten and, ten and zero in their last ten. Man, a, t- a ten game winning streak is 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 really is nothing to just gloss over. In particular, because the indicators for them have have been just fantastic. The numbers and the eye test on Utah they match up beautifully. They've they've been great. I think what we know right now is that this is a really good team. This is a really, really good basketball team on both ends of the floor. It's very well-rounded when when they're locked in. And the indicators of a really good team, right? Like, okay, so I'm going to make this comparison, but I'm not saying that the Jazz are this, okay? so Right, right. I don't want the aggregators. No one-to-one comps on this show. Everything's loose. But the Golden State Warriors, at the height of their dynasty, what could they do, right? They could putz around for two quarters or two and a half quarters. Mm-hmm. And then they can say, okay, let's go ahead and end this game. And then just go ahead and end the game, right? On Tuesday night, the Jazz play by far their worst first half of the streak. Uh, they played with no energy. Uh, the New York Knicks just really took it to them. And they, you know, they got down by 15. They were down 13 at halftime. Uh, and the Jazz went in to halftime, made a few adjustments, said, okay, let's get back into this game, and were basically tied the game in the first five minutes of the second half and won the game by 14. <laughs> Only really, really good teams can can do that. And they did the same thing uh, to, to New Orleans earlier in the streak. New Orleans was up uh, 17 uh, in the first half, and the Jazz just – you know, just d- destroyed them for the rest of the game. So, I mean, there are some real indicators that this is a team that has an extra gear that not many teams in this league have, that when it locks in for 48 minutes, they're just absolute bare, and they, they have some overwhelming traits about them. Well, it's an extra gear that they just didn't have last year for whatever reason, whether that's, you know, Mike Conley being so great, uh, Royce O'Neal shooting at an unsustainable rate, Gobert has been so good, Donovan Mitchell obviously has been fantastic. They've just got a lot of things coalescing during this streak that has made me wonder about their place in the league. And Tony, you know, I know you're aware of this, but, uh, you know, we, we like to have our listeners informed. They currently are third in the NBA in defensive rating, and they are fifth in the NBA in offensive rating. They are third overall in net rating. They're a game and a half behind the Milwaukee Bucks for second. And uh, LA's first uh, 0.2 points ahead of, of Milwaukee. So Utah really like in striking distance uh, on 
on being the top net rating team in the league as well. Um, after this 10-0 run, like, are they the best team in basketball today? Well, no. I mean, the Lakers are. That's right. Okay, so that's an easy answer. I got to ask the question. But are they the second best team in basketball? And that's a, that's a little bit harder. It's interesting, right? That's a little bit more interesting. Because if you're the second best team, if they're the second best team in basketball, what are we, we're comparing them to? I think both of us would agree. I think that the Jazz and the Clippers are both better than Philly. Right. We just need to see more from Philly, I think, because, you know, the Clippers are kind of continuing what they were doing when they were running and Utah, like this team has just been together for a while. But I don't know. I think Philly's in that mix. I think Philly's in the mix, but I think if Philly got into a series with the Jazz, I think that that uh, Quinn Snyder would coach circles around Doc Rivers. And I'm not sure that Philly can score with the Jazz over a seven game series. I mean, possibly. Yeah. But I, I, th- I think that Philly is in that tier of team, though. Somewhere below the Lakers. I think right now, if I if I had to pick my top four teams in the league, uh, and and I would say no particular order, I would say right now it would be the Lakers, the Jazz, the Clippers, and Brooklyn. Brooklyn? Oh yeah. Listen, Brooklyn's gonna be there. Brooklyn's Over Milwaukee. Be there. Yes, and Philadelphia. Brooklyn's gonna be there. Listen, when you have a top two guy, another top six guy, and another top 15 guy, those guys are going to be there. How many top 50 guys on defense do they have? I mean, none. <laughs> but but How does that some, usually work out? At some point, the star power makes it not matter. I don't know. They're going to give up. I mean, Joel Embiid is going to score like 60 points against them. Yeah, he's going to score game. 60 points on twos against them. And Kevin Durant and, and James Harden are going to be scoring 60 points on yeah. threes. You know, they that scored 89 difference. combined. Kyrie, KD, and Harden scored 89 points combined in, the, in their game against the Hawks the other night. But you're right. They can't stop a nosebleed. They can't. And so this is the thing about Utah that I think makes them so unique. And again, I think that if you're looking at the top teams in the league, you got to look at that, you know, you got to look at that net rating. And right now there's a clear delineation in the top five from the top six. Or from, you know, the top five to six through ten. And you've got the Lakers, the Bucks, the Jazz are third, the Clippers, and the Nuggets, all above that five and a half point net rating. And then Brooklyn in at six is a 3.7. So, you know, there's a to me, there's a line of demarcation there above five points net rating. And Denver, I, I don't think, is defending, you know, nearly as well as they will need to be come playoff time. And, and similar to the Clippers. Um, but Utah is already locking in defensively in a way that I don't know that they ever reached this level last year. Well, they didn't reach this level last year. If you watch the Dallas game on, on Wednesday on Wednesday night, the first half, they were moving on a string defensively to such a degree. I mean, it was, it was their best display of defense um, this season. Now, the back-to-back legs caught up to them in the second half, and they weren't nearly as good in the second half as they were in the first half. But that first half, particularly – those first five minutes of the second quarter, when ironically Rudy Gobert was not even on the floor, they had Jawan Morgan playing small ball five at center and Mie Oni, they're two young guys, and they were switching everything. They were on a string. The lineup was Mie Oni, Jawan Morgan, Mike Conley, Jordan Clarkson, and George Niang. And those five, they locked up for those first five minutes of the second quarter to such a degree. It was beautiful to watch. It really, really was. I mean, you know, you could take away the three-point shooting. You could take away the ball movement in, in the way that the Jazz are playing offensively. But we knew that this team was capable of that level of offensive play. We we knew that going into the season. Our question was, 
whether this team would defend. And what they've done this year and what they did last night in that first half, and particularly that second quarter, mm-hmm. that was that was special stuff. That really was. Let's talk about that because they were shorthanded. And frankly, I think Donovan Mitchell, we're not hearing it yet, but if Utah continues on this run, he's probably going to start getting some MVP chatter because we're getting to that point of the season. And he wasn't in that game. And Dallas, in spite of the health and safety protocols and, and the havoc that that sort of wreaked on the team, they still are tough. That's a tough win that Utah had to make. And the final score, to me, did not indicate how lopsided that game was. Utah really, I mean, mollywhopped them, to use a word that nobody uses anymore. I mean, they really, they smacked them around. You know, uh, Rick Carlisle, I mean, they play Kristaps Porzingis at the five, and I don't think you can play him at the five against the Jazz defensively. No, Rudy had 29 and 20. It's just going to be a layup down Broadway every time, especially because Dallas did not help off of the three-point shooters on the wings. So it was true two-on-two basketball, that pick and roll. And Porzingis just can't guard. And he can't guard in a drop big coverage. Like that's just, you're just going to bleed points if you're going to play him, play him that way. I understand what Rick Carlisle's thinking is, okay, you play Porzingis at the five, you get Rudy Gobert at the paint, out of the paint. But number one, Rudy Gobert is defending at a career high level this season. And he's defending inside the paint. He's defending outside of the paint. So Porzingis at the five actually really didn't do nearly as much damage to the Jazz as as it has in the past. And then Gobert just dominated the game on the other end of the floor because Porzingis can't defend. So if you're Rick Carlisle, you're really hurt by not having Maxi Kleber in the game. Right. Because not having Maxi Kleber really prevents Dallas from going true five out against the Jazz. But what they can do is, you know, maybe put Dorian Finney-Smith on Rudy Gobert on Friday night, put Porzingis in positions of help, not in positions mm-hmm. where he has to be in the play and in the action. Right. Um, and he's more suited for that anyway. Yeah, he's more this. suited for that anyway. When they're defending at their best, that's how Dallas defends. Right. And when they have Maxi Kleber, you can play Maxi right. Kleber at the five. And then you still have Porzingis at the four and you still have your five out offense. Yep. Without Kleber, it really does change the dynamics there. And, and you know, you wind up with a lot of, <laughs> they didn't do it in the, in the first matchup, but I wonder, you know, maybe there's going to be more Willie Collins. Stein as, uh, you know, a way to try to stop the bleeding. But it's just tough when you don't have a guy who can physically match up with Rudy while also, you know, not being a negative on the other end. It's tough. It's, you know, it's part of why Utah has been so tough for everybody is because that's sort of a luxury that not everybody has. I actually had this conversation on Twitter today. You know, somebody asked me, say, well, you know, at some point, maybe Dallas exposes a weakness uh, for Utah. But right now, the way I see this team, I mean, unless you have Kyrie Irving or Jamal Murray or, you know, somebody that can just absolutely get into a small electric dynamic guard that can just absolutely get into the lane and just drop 40, it's hard to find a weakness on this Jazz team. They're going to lose some games Mm -hmm. and they might even lose two or three in a row, but I mean, in the overall long term grand scheme of things, if this team stays healthy, you know, the only real weaknesses that I see in the playoff scenario is that they don't have a top five player, you know, teams with Jamal Murray or Kyrie Irving or somebody like that can can really hurt them. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. One of the strengths that I think they've got this season, and we saw a little bit of this in the bubble and post-trade deadline, but Jordan Clarkson up to this point, I think has been a little bit unheralded nationally. He's having an incredible year. I think he's likely going to win six man of the year. He's certainly scoring like one. And he's doing it efficiently. He's putting up 18 a game coming off the bench. The highest plus minus of his career. And I know it's a super noisy stat, but when the majority of your career has been negative plus minus <laughs> and now you're plus 5.4 on average, that's pretty good. His only positive plus minus seasons have been with Utah so far. Uh, is this Jordan Clarkson like rounding into form? Is this Quinn Snyder? being the Jordan Clarkson whisperer and, and taking advantage of his natural gifts and just the way he plays? Or is this just, you know, some some perfect player meets the right situation type of type of scenario? So the context of this is before Jordan Clarkson came to the Jazz, outside of that one year in 2017 or 2018 where he played with LeBron James, he played on terrible mm-hmm. teams. Yep. You know, now admittedly, some of those teams were terrible because of some of the stuff that Jordan Clarkson <laughs> was doing on the floor. Now, right. that we, we have to admit that. But, you know, that's kind of the context of that. Like, he played with those baby Laker teams that were yep. just absolutely awful. And then he got traded to the Cavaliers. And he was with that run in 2018 with LeBron, but that bench was terrible and he was coming off that bench and that's why his net rating was bad there. And then he got traded to the Jazz. Now here's what's happened with the Jazz. It's been a combination of things. The Jazz needed Jordan Clarkson because their bench was, can we say ass on this podcast? I believe so. Okay, their bench Tanika was- Tanika is not going to be happy about it. Yeah, I know Tanika is not going to be happy about it. Shout out to our producer Tanika, but- That's right. Um, their bench was ass- before Jordan Clarkson got there. And Jordan Clarkson saved the bench. But what Quinn Snyder said was, okay, we're going to let you be you. We're going to give you the green light. We're going to bring you off the bench. We're going to give you the green light. We're going to let you be you. But we're going to let you be you under our conditions. And our conditions are, you can take any shot that you want as long as 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 it's a three-pointer, 10-foot floater, or a layup. No long twos. (laughs) No 18, 19 footers, no 19 foot steps backs. Eliminate that from your repertoire. So, I mean, Jordan Clarkson before the Jazz, like this guy was taking shots with his foot on the line. He was taking long twos. He was taking step back and testing long twos. All of that stuff is gone Mm -hmm. from his game. His shot profile, the Jazz have cleaned up his shot profile and combined that with his natural talent and combined with that with the fact that Jordan Clarkson has really found a home. He was really happy. He wanted to come back to the Jazz and he was really happy that he found a four-year contract with some security. Uh, He's actually putting roots down in the community. He's bought a house. I mean, he's at peace, basically, basketball-wise for the first time in his career. And it's working out for everybody, which is always like my favorite thing because I'm, you know, I'm rooting for every human being, but he's just been so good that it's almost as if, you know, it's not that they've put restrictions on him. It's almost as if they've set him free to a certain degree because nobody's telling him not to shoot. He's he's taking 14 shots a game. So nobody's saying, hey, don't shoot. It's just, hey, let's clean up some of this stuff on the margins. And it turns out, hey, Jordan Clarkson's not a bad player, man. You can win basketball games with him. Obviously, you have Donovan Mitchell on this team 
Yeah. Donovan Mitchell is definitely Utah's best offensive player. Let's mm-hmm. let's establish that. But Jordan Clarkson is the most talented three-level scorer on this team in terms of the way he gets hot from from the line. He's so patient in the mid-range. Once he gets into the mid-range, he's very crafty. He knows how to get his shot off. He's more athletic than people give him credit for, so he's able to finish over the top of people. Uh, And he's a tremendous finisher at the basket for his size. Like, he is a Mm -hmm. great finisher. Last night, the Mavericks were trying to guard him for about 10 possessions with Trey Burke. And that was just, I was like, you can't do that because, you know, because Clarkson is just going to walk Trey Burke down and just finish over the top. The last guy that I've seen be really successful on Jordan Clarkson was Gary Harris in games six and seven of the playoffs. Gary yeah. Harris was was good on him. Well, and, and Gary Harris is good on any, yeah, any kind Gary of small Harris guard pr- like pretty that. Pretty yeah. good on anybody. Other than that, I mean, Jordan's just, he just cooks second unit guys. Like he just absolutely cooks them. And that's part of where Utah's strength is. Like, you know, this is like Lou Williams in his prime, right? Mm -hmm. This is like bringing Lou Williams off the bench, you know, when he's 27, 28 years old and he could just cook anybody that's in front of him. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And that's one of the advantages, right? Is that the drop off from Donovan Mitchell to to Jordan Clarkson really isn't that steep on the offensive end. And, you know, the play styles are so similar. You don't have to really, you know, go like set a special offense because of, you know, the guys coming off the bench. They're good together. I, I just, you know, it's a, it's a nice marriage. And it's always nice when these things work out. But Jordan Clarkson is winning basketball games for them. And I think that that's a big difference maker for them. Uh, should we look ahead to next week? Or I guess we could recap last week where I went two and two and you went three and one. And I'm kind of bitter about this because you're catching up, Tony. My steak dinner is starting to look good, bro. I might have mercy on you and let you take me to Outback. No, I already told you. We're going We're going to cut. If you win, we're going to cut because okay. I like to pay my debts and pay them well. <laughs> Um, I'm currently 11 and six. Tony's 10 and seven. He made up one game last week, but this week I think is going to be trickier because we're, we're coming on the heels of that 10 game winning streak and man, it's really tough. This is a tough week. It's tough for me to pick against them. Um, I want to start with the Mavs. They just, they just beat the Mavs the other night. Mavs aren't going to have Maxi Kleba back. To my knowledge, we don't know yet, but no, as of no, right no, now, that's that's confirmed. He's not playing. He's out. Okay. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that. So no uh, Maxi Carlisle. Rick Carlisle said maybe Saturday. I hope so. Um, so no Maxi. I think it's going to be pretty similar to the first game. I've got the Jazz beating the Mavs in the second game. I have the Jazz beating the Mavs. I think it's going to be close though. I think I think it's going to be a possession game down the stretch. I just think the Mavs are going to play a lot better of a game. I think that 
It's funny because I thought the Jazz did a really good job on Luka Doncic last night, and he was still 13 for 24 for 30 points. Yeah. He's in that LeBron zone at this point where, you know, you're winning on the margins with him. It's He had a bad shooting night on step backs, and, and you just take that victory because he's going to put up, you know, somewhere between 25 and 35 and 10 assists and 10 rebounds. It's it's crazy that a guy- they didn't let him dominate that. He had six assists and four rebounds or six sure. rebounds on four assists, something yeah. like that. So he didn't dominate those facets of the game, but I was like- I, you know, I, I wasn't uh, stat tracking during the game. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, the Jazz did a really good job on looking like they, you know, they they forced them off the line. They, they, they. Ingles, Ingles did a great job. Yeah, and then I looked at the stats. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> he shot 60% from the field and had 30 points. It was like, goodness gracious. Like, you got to be truly a special talent to, to, to do that. So, um, all right. Then they're at Denver on Sunday. And, um, I think that the wheels just kind of fall off on this one to a certain degree. You know, at Denver, long win streak. I, I have them dropping that game. Denver's playing really well right now. Not that Utah isn't, but, you know, you lose games all the time. Uh, I think the winning streak ends at 11 on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I, it's it's going to be, again, it's a tough matchup for them anyway. We already know that. You talked about the fact that, that the Jamal Murrays of the world – are one of the weaknesses of the defense, and uh, guess where Jamal Murray plays? Yeah, well, I mean, Austin Rivers is a weakness of the defense too. Let's be honest. Let's be fair <laughs> well, about look, this. I mean, I know how much you love your your Knicks and and how Austin Rivers is now your favorite player. So <laughs> it's him or Julius Randle. Uh, I mean, I had to tweet in disbelief. Like Austin Rivers is ten to ten for twenty five points. He's played eleven minutes. <laughs> Look, what can you do? The guy's like one of the greatest players of all time. You know, you got to give it up. That's it. Uh, <laughs> and then they've got Detroit Tuesday. Now, Detroit uh, just beat the Sixers without Joel Embiid. They're not, I don't know, they're not good, but they're not, I don't know. Are they completely awful? They're not completely awful. The Jazz should win that by 25 yeah, points. It should be a blowout, right? Like that's that's nowhere in their league. Not Number one, it's a getaway game for the Jazz. They're going to want to get that one because – you know, they're going on a on a big three-game road trip after that. They're going out of use after that. So, they're going to want to get that one. Secondly, uh, Detroit's playing in Denver on Monday night. So oh, yeah. There you go. They will be on the second half of the mountain back-to-back. That's rough. It will be tough for the Jazz to lose that game. I'd be stunned if the Jazz lose that game. How long do you think it would take to ski from Denver to Salt Lake City? Uh, Forever. Forever. Uh, <laughs> that was not meant as an actual question to <laughs> Well, I mean, it would take a long time because not the whole the whole way wouldn't be snow. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> You're not supposed to actually take it seriously. <laughs> I'm just thinking of how exhausted, you know, would you be if you, if that's how you had to get around. Uh <laughs> All right. So, look, we, we we made the same predictions this week. So, um, you know, you're not going to gain any ground. That's good news for me. Bad news for you, Tony. I, I'm basically, look, I'm, I'm going to try to dribble this thing out. I'm not going to cheat. And just mirror your picks. Um, but, man, I, I really hope it comes down to one game. It's going to be awesome. If it comes down to one game and I lose it, like. Oh, man, I want you sweating so bad. It's going to be great. These <laughs> postponed gonna... games are going to be amazing. Oh, the postponed games are going to be fun. Yeah. When we're making these up and all of a sudden, uh, you know, you're getting in the hole again and you start thinking about that delicious steak. Now, how does this work? Should, should it be that 
I, I have to take you out, but I can't eat a steak. I have to watch you eat a steak. No, that feels you're like a eat better the bet. steak. No, see, you're, no. Then I'm taking myself out to eat, and my no, buddy's coming no, along, no, and I'm just no, paying for him. No, no. I feel like I, you should have to watch me eat a steak. No, no. I mean, as a matter of fact, like, <laughs> no. As as a matter of fact, I mean, we gotta like, we gotta do it for the gram, and we gotta have some like video oh, yeah. of this. Oh yeah, you know, like and I gotta I gotta I try got, to sneak that receipts to somebody at the athletic. I'm gonna that's, be that's like, the, <laughs> I'm gonna be like the dude in the movie Life. I'm gonna be like Dave. This steak tastes like butter. It's gonna be great. Yeah, it's gonna be a good time. All right, that's it for this week. Uh, as we go off the rails, uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, we'll talk about what happens uh, again. I, I Utah. Looking really good. They're shooting up the the power rankings everywhere. I, I think that uh, they're proving a lot of people wrong so far, Tony. They're proving a lot of people wrong. But, I mean, I just want to let you know that I thought that they had the chance to be the second best team in the West. Mm-hmm. Uh, not so did I. Before the season. So Yeah, so did I. Anyway, yeah, that's it. Sure. That's it for Game Notes. We'll be back next week. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.